Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone. It's a little overcast here. We have a lot of uh, available light we use for our studio, and you can see it's a little little dark here, but I don't want to turn up all the lights. I can't see what I'm doing. Uh, so we'll just go with this. Can you see me okay? Okay, that's fine. Uh, um, our phone lines are still down. We had a freeze apocalypse uh, three weeks ago. We had two inches of global warming, uh, uh, ice up the trees, and so that was fun, and the line is still down, and uh, I'll call them after the show and see what's up. I call them every few days just to let them know I care, but I guess they're having a hard time keeping up with all the broken lines. So the way to communicate this morning during uh, our first show, and then I'll be on with you uh, one-on-one, if you dare, if you have the courage for that, after we talk with our first guest for a little while this morning. Uh, tomorrow, Adam Bergstrom, 2.0, and then also a fellow that's working with various forms of electricity, believe it or not, uh, with organic gardening. So I don't know, it just sounds fascinating, so we'll talk with him as well. Okay, so the way to communicate is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, since the phone line is uh, no funcionado. Somehow I heard about John Venus, and John lives in Norway with his wife and three children, and I, somebody sent me a video or something, and he, he had this story about his children. He was a vegan, and he's going to tell you about it, and their teeth were coming out wonky, and and he turned his diet around, and he's doing different things, but he's a strong guy. I mean, he's a strong dude. He's got muscles and everything. John uh, Venus, <laughs> good evening in Norway. It's about 4 o'clock there. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. So you were a real uh, influencer, as they say, doing nutrition um, and and the vegan lifestyle, and you had a big following, and how long did that go on, John, from what year to what year? Well, the vegan phase uh, was six years in total. Okay. So, or just under six years, and so I I believe I started in 2014 or 15, Mm -hmm. and then I quit that lifestyle in 2020, just after the, the lockdown started uh, j- during the pandemic. A uh, long, hard uh, time to think about things, uh, no, no distractions. Uh, we were actually in Spain, uh, in Barcelona during the lockdown. They had one of the most strict lockdowns in the world. Nobody could leave the house. Nobody could, could go for walks. Wow, and, and it was like the it was very very strict, and so I went crazy. And during that craziness, I decided to stop my vegan lifestyle. <laughs> I see. So, when you was your wife and kids with you in 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 Spain? Yeah. Okay, but you guys couldn't get out. Was that the deal? You couldn't uh, get out of there. Could pry out. However, there were no planes or flights or anything. So. Um, I'm sure if we really tried, uh, we could get out, but we, we thought it was going to be like a week. They kept saying it's only going to be a few days, a few days, and then they kept extending. So we, we wanted to wait it out. Uh, but eventually we left because we, I think we were inside, stuck inside our house for almost eight weeks, like seven weeks or something like that. 
Wow. And which is a long time. And luckily we have a garden, but most people didn't. And and those those people were, you know, psychologically damaged for sure after mm -hmm. those uh, two months. Yeah. And how long were you eating uh, just vegan? And we'll get into what that was for you. How, your whole life? No, no, no. It was okay. only six years. Six oh, years. So yeah. that's when you started. You started veganism in, in 2014. Exactly. Exactly. I see. Yeah, yeah. What were you eating yeah. before then? Just kind of before then. I was eating. I had started bodybuilding and fitness maybe three years prior to going vegan, okay. and so I was pretty much on a a typical. Uh, bro bodybuilding diet that you kind of <laughs> find on YouTube, which is like chicken and broccoli and salmon and, and yeah. rice, uh -huh. uh, that kind of stuff. And yeah. a ton of eggs. So that's, that's kind of how I ate for those three years as a bodybuilder. But growing up, uh, I have a, a Brazilian background. So my mom's Brazilian. I grew up in Brazil most of my childhood. And so a lot of rice and beans and chicken and, and beef, uh, Mm -hmm. salads uh my family were always very health conscious so we always ate whole foods no processed junk I was never allowed any sweets and candy um so yeah that's yeah. pretty yeah. much a pretty healthy upbringing i would and say what turned you into being a vegan person in the 14 2014 yeah so my brother was three years younger he came back one day uh to a family gathering um and, and just announced that he was vegan i didn't know what that was never heard about it but he said he was not gonna part your internet is a little bit <laughs> we can we had two barbecues a week and that was a huge kind of like shock uh, to your, me your internet cut out john uh your internet okay. stalled for a minute your brother came to you and said what about him yeah, so my brother, he came back uh, from his university studies, right. and he had met this, this uh, girl and uh, who was his girlfriend at the time, and she was a vegan, and then he announced that he was a vegan now, which was a huge shock, because I've never huh. heard about vegans before. <laughs> I never, yeah. So, so that's how I first got introduced to the whole lifestyle. I disapproved of him. I know he was, it's like a, he was rejecting our family traditions and our meals and these things. It didn't feel good for me. Uh, but eventually I watched uh, a movie. I think it was two years after that. I watched a movie out of my own, you know, interests with my wife. Um, and it was called Earthlings, which was essentially a movie showing, uh, a lot of animal cruelty and and these things and and i got convinced that you know if there is a way to live without harming animals and it is healthy and it's the healthiest way to live it didn't make sense not to and so that's that's what i believed and tried mm -hmm. and stuck to it because it felt really good i was feeling good uh for for quite a while until things didn't really feel that good anymore yeah i'll <laughs> uh, get into that during this yeah. time, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of different uh, models for this thing called vegan. What were you? What were you eating? Talk about what you would mm -hmm. eat over, and your wife and their kids too. Everybody, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would say it was very whole food based. So we didn't do a lot of the mock meats, and a lot of the the tofu and stuff came a little bit later. But uh, initially, it was it was vegetables, fruits, rice, uh, beans, you know, grains and legumes. 
uh, mushrooms, these things, a little bit of nuts and seeds here and there, mm-hmm. avocado. Uh, and then later on, because I, I noticed that I needed more protein, I was adding a lot of tempeh, which is fermented soybeans, uh, very popular in places like Indonesia and tofu as well which uh i was eating a lot of and it definitely helped with the protein intake and just keeping it as healthy as possible of course we would definitely indulge in some uh vegan products when they started coming out uh there weren't that many in the beginning when we went vegan but uh as the years went on more and more of the corporation started uh making you know vegan ice cream vegan donuts vegan sure. everything so sure. yeah. so we, we definitely indulged uh because we we kind of missed uh, some of these treats as we haven't had them for, for a, a long time were you were you uh resistance training before 2014 before you went vegan yeah i was uh doing that for three years before going okay vegan. Th- yeah. I, sorry yeah i missed that uh, i got it but i <laughs> let it go so three years and then when you went vegan um what were the what was the difference in uh, energy levels and muscle building capabilities yeah. then in 14. yeah so when i looking back now uh, with hindsight it wasn't that i built a ton of muscle after that but i did feel a lot better and there are many different reasons for that and i, I don't believe health and and feeling good is only to do with uh what you're eating it's it's far from that right mm-hmm. um and so i did lose a lot of body fat because you know you tend to eat quite a bit less calories when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet right so so i was definitely a lot more lean my body fat was uh falling off and my strength was was you know uh pretty good and then i actually did build some muscle on a vegan diet as well quite a bit actually uh, when I was adding a lot of protein with protein powder and tofu and tempeh and these things. So I did manage to do quite a, a an, an impressive transformation, which was uh, part of the reason why so many people chose me as this example, this proof of <laughs> of uh, vegan health and fitness, essentially. I see. And I uh, used me as a billboard, essentially, to, to send to their meat-eating friends who thought it was impossible. Um, but um, I would say... I would say it was a slow process, but uh, I, I gave it my all. I was very focused, uh, did everything I could. Um, but I, I would say the, the the feeling good aspect was not so much about the food. Looking back, it was about you know me believing that I found my purpose in life. You know, like a, yes. a, a tribe, a community, all these things that are so important in in, in human life, mm. and that definitely plays a huge uh, role in well being and how you feel. So. Sure. And then you were getting lots of followers on YouTube and you were doing coaching and uh, uh, yeah. selling, promoting products and making a nice living and pretty cool. So why would you stop? Exactly. <laughs> why would you stop? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, you know, the, the more I went on, the more, uh, the more I believed that this was my life purpose. My yes. purpose on this planet was here to bring this compassion to the world, to show the world that you don't need to harm other beings, blah, 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 and all these things to be healthy, to be successful, uh, to have a family, to all, all of these things, right? And so the, the years went by and the more and more that belief was ingrained in me mm-hmm. and everything, I, I got rewarded with you know a lot of money, with a lot of opportunity, with a lot of connections to a lot of 
amazing people that I would never have met if I didn't start on this journey. Really? And now, so before you go on, talk a little bit about yeah. that. I mean, people would just come out of the woodwork from so and so and wanted to do things with you or invite you to talk. Yeah, I mean these kind of things. Yeah. So essentially, you know, I because I was one of the few people who are doing uh this kind of vegan health and fitness in a non judgmental way, uh it was very easy for people to send my profile to others and non-vegans uh meat eaters just people in general would respect my content as opposed to someone who's uh very preachy and so i feel like a lot of uh you know celebrities and and big companies found that that was a very marketable thing and so mm -hmm. and, and so i got a lot of uh you know uh, talking events uh, a lot of uh, uh speech gigs and i remember being being extremely shy growing up and extremely afraid of public speaking it was the worst thing i could ever do and my first speech i was blanking out i i remember seeing black i couldn't remember what to say it was absolutely horrible but um you know it, it became one of my biggest passions to do public speaking uh in the end and i really missed that since i haven't done it for a while um but i got gigs i i met you know billionaires f famous people and it was it was just a lot of it was a it was a very new perspective on life and how the world works in many ways uh, being able to connect to these people that i could only connect with in my dreams <laughs> before right. you know yeah and so uh, yeah uh, a lot of a lot of the financial stuff came from my own uh products and not so much about um, these companies coming in because i was always very um you know skeptical towards promoting you know uh either pharmaceutical products or uh, food products that were made in labs and these things that didn't sit right with me ethically. So mostly I just did my coaching and then I joined a, a, a protein company in its infancy and helped build their company up to a, a very big successful uh, company. And that was pretty much uh, my, my main sources of income. So that was a protein powder thing that you would do in a smoothie. And what was the basic uh, ingredient in that rice or whey? No, it was uh, it was a blend of fermented pea protein mm -hmm. and uh, brown rice protein and hemp protein. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was yeah. It pretty good though. It worked worked well. Good product. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it was good considering uh, most of the vegan protein out there was uh, absolutely distasteful, and uh, people were not able to to consume it <laughs> without. Right. you know gagging so it, it was successful in that rate and uh they did make sure to to send samples to labs to check for arsenic heavy metals and all these things which no, no other companies were really doing so in that mm -hmm. sense i believe it was a uh, it was the best company out there in that market so everything's rosy you got uh, three kids wife money flowing in you're doing your passion so what happened <laughs> yeah so so when you have such success and and you believe you have your whole life uh Mapped planned out. out yeah and you have such strong beliefs it really need you really need something to punch in the face <laughs> to make you challenge your your deep-seated beliefs right so mm -hmm. i would say some small things were starting to happen where i would uh go to events and sometimes notice that people didn't really seem as healthy as they should be um i remember one instance in particular where 
a mom came up to me and handed me her toddler or her baby. I thought it was a baby. Um, and I held the baby, but the baby was like extremely heavy for some reason, but it looked like a baby and I didn't understand. And I was like, Oh, how old is he? And, and apparently uh, the baby was over, it was two or three years old or something like that. Wow. And that was like uh, very shocking for me. Um, and I, I didn't really have much experience with babies and these things, but, uh, uh, it just felt like something was off. And then when that seed was planted, I kept seeing more and more red flags with kids, uh, on a vegan diet or vegan households with gut issues, dental issues, hmm. um, eyesight issues, um, all these things that when you believe that what you're doing is the healthiest way for a human those things shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen uh, as much. And it, it almost seemed like I was seeing more of that going on in the vegan space and, and vegan children, as opposed to people on a, a standard American diet almost, uh, or at, at the very least, it wasn't happening any less. Uh, and so that really raised a lot of red flags. And then the biggest uh, reason for me stopping was my own son, because uh, he started uh, getting his teeth and his teeth came out discolored, uh, just like rot rotten, uh, almost. And it wasn't like a, a gradual thing. It came out of the gum like that. And, and that was very, wow. very shocking to me, wow. especially because we never gave him any sugar, any processed foods or anything like that. We were very strict, uh, with his diet in terms of not giving him any, you know, bad things mm -hmm. um and you know what you thought like, were bad yeah. things what you thought were bad things exactly at exactly yeah. at the time now yeah. which child was this one two or three so you're 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 in and that's a little bit spotty so every now and then it's pausing but i think we're going to make it okay was this child number one two or three this was the first one okay this was the first one all right yeah so the teeth so were coming out that old yeah and, when they popped out, uh, how did the teeth look exactly? Really describe. How did they look? Yeah, so they looked, you know, almost like a, almost like a see-through brown uh, color, you know, with, uh, yeah, it was, it was like yellow brownish and it came out of the gums just like that. Wow. And, and that was on several of his teeth. It wasn't one, it was, it was a lot of them. And that was uh, extremely concerning. And that led me to do a lot of the research uh, that led me eventually to have a hard look at myself, my beliefs, uh, the information that I was getting, <laughs> um, uh, the doctors that I was consulting with, all the, you know, the top experts that I was connected to. Um, and yeah, really needed to to look deep and and find that courage to to question all of that, uh, but I had mm -hmm. to. I felt like I really had to well, when yeah, that what happened. What are you going to do when you see that? Right? Yeah. Was your wife was she very concerned as well? Yeah, she was very concerned as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we do everything together. We went vegan together, and we started questioning everything together. And okay. so <laughs> it's good to have support. So luckily, like it, there wasn't a conflict there. Yeah. When you talk to the vegan uh, guru types, when this was happening. What did they say about that? What did, how did they explain that? Yes, that's a very good question. So when I started digging for the research myself, instead of just going off of, oh, this top expert 
says that there's a bunch of studies you know when i actually went and looked and read all the studies myself i was shocked about the quality of the studies the methods used in the studies uh and endless other things and so i confronted them or you know reached out to them about these studies and they didn't really know much about the studies that they, they were promoting or they didn't really know they couldn't argue any of my points or, or questions and that's when i was like oh wow these these people are actually you know promoting things and, and saying these black and white statements as if it's truth without even looking into the research that they're saying is so amazing and that was uh very worrying as well and then some other experts were actually saying oh you know if I was in your situation, I would definitely not raise my son vegan. Uh, there's a lot of other vegan top doctors and, and famous vegans who will never raise their kids vegan. And so I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so it was this kind of a mixed, mixed uh, feedback from, from these vegan experts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then, um, then what did you do when you start really saying, what are we going to do here? So what was your process? Well, my process was, okay, I'm going to experiment right now. It's mm -hmm. lockdown. There's a pandemic going on. <laughs> Might as well, you know, use this time to, to experiment. And I experimented on myself first because I was also having some issues. I was having some serious cramping in my muscles uh -huh. that was uh, getting so bad to the point that I even... in restaurant uh and luckily he's he he, he didn't hit his head too bad <laughs> no, but you're, you're, uh, I couldn't... Your, your internet uh, blocked out okay. a minute again you're having so many cramping issues that what happened in a restaurant yeah i was having so many cramping issues in my forearm here yeah. and every time i was tensing and carrying my my son i would feel it cramping up to the point where i even dropped him in a vegan restaurant <laughs> wow wow uh, that was uh that was horrible so i had a uh, muscle cramping issues and i had uh, a lot of joint pain which was oh. very strange it felt like i had some sort of arthritis um in many many joints in my body and that was very strange for my age um so that was strange uh and then my gut you know wasn't good but i didn't really think much of it at the time because you just get used to having you know gut issues eventually after years and years of, of you know this eating pattern and so i decided to experiment myself and i immediately just with eggs and shellfish i noticed a big difference in the tone of my skin hmm. the thickness of my skin uh i felt like i <laughs> reversed my age immediately wow and 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 the cramps went away immediately as well wow my digestion was was all of a sudden much much better and after a few weeks uh, the joints pain went away just and so, eggs and well, shellfish john wow and exactly you were, were they doing raw eggs or were you cooking them or uh in the beginning i was just uh i was doing cooked cooked, uh, cooked eggs yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and shellfish uh, are you talking shrimp and uh what kind of shellfish essentially just just mussels because you know i mussels. was still in, in the in the in the ethical conundrum like i was still battling my morality around food and and uh, backyard eggs and mussels and shellfish were the easiest uh, uh way to to work around that 
gotcha. inner conflict, <laughs> which right. is very, very common with vegans who stop being vegan. They always go for fish or or eggs uh, first right. before they try anything else. So um, in two weeks, but, uh, two weeks, you really saw a difference with the eggs and and, oh, yeah. and the mussels. Wow. Yeah, even a few days, I, I would say, you know, I, I noticed uh, changes. Yeah, and so and so when I uh, noticed those changes, I really wanted to get give it another uh, shot with even more protein, and so I, I added uh, wild game meat, oh. so a lot of uh, elk and venison. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell in this room, there's a bunch of that, you know, around. <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, so since then, you've been hunting those guys, huh? No, no. not myself. But I, I've definitely been eating the 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 meats from the, the meat, hunted animals from the yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So how right, was that for you right. after all these years of eating eating vegan of eating that the animal flesh? Did you have a hard time at the beginning, or did you just go for it? No, it felt so so natural, so so amazing, so uh-huh. delicious. <laughs> it wasn't a problem at all. <laughs> what, did you eat it raw or did you cook? Uh, I cooked it. Yeah, the the raw. I experiment. I experiment with some raw stuff later on, but um, yeah, I had to take a little bit of a, a step at a time. <laughs> yeah, and and but when I did the meat, that's when I I noticed um, even bigger changes, like especially with strength in the gym uh and just just overall feeling a sense of peace in my mm. body and these things uh it was a, it was a yeah yeah it's funny and so when i noticed because... that I, I started giving my son uh, um you know animal foods as well oh you did so what did you start giving him just to we say... yeah um uh, unfortunately he seemed to have developed a egg allergy so he was like throwing up when we tried giving him eggs so we couldn't do that um and he, so we started eating, uh, giving him red meat essentially. So uh, mm-hmm. wild game meat, even some uh, raw dairy, uh, a lot of uh, raw mm-hmm. sour cream, um, and then <clears throat> what else? Like fish, yeah, a- anything that we we could get our hands on essentially. So did he like it? Did he like it? Yeah, he liked it immediately. Um, he- it was uh, yeah, he had a very hard time chewing because it was never never used to chewing anything very you know hard like meat you know so right. he, he struggled for a long time and even to this day he finds it quite difficult to chew to chew meat compared to the uh my other kids who grew up eating meat from the start so uh, what, yeah what kind of changes did you see in this little one uh when you start giving the animal foods and how over what period mm-hmm. of time what, what did you see did the teeth kind yeah. of Get, get better the teeth the teeth uh started to harden and they didn't progressively get more rotten so they they, they stopped rotting and and they hardened up and he did lose a little bit of 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 his uh front teeth but not to the point where he had to remove the the, the teeth completely which was amazing because a lot of other kids it just, just becomes like it goes all the way to the gum and it, they lose everything. And we have some friends that are going through that right now wow. who are vegan and it's, it's very difficult. Um, and so, yeah, the, the progress of the rotting stopped and I would say even reversed to some extent. And he hasn't had a problem since with his teeth. Uh, his gut is much better. Um, and we found out through these tests, which 
I'm very skeptical to all these, uh, you know, oh, tests yeah. and allergy tests and these things. But according to these um, these tests, uh, he he's allergic to things like soy, nuts, uh, and uh, gluten uh and eggs essentially and so we realized that we were feeding him things that, that apparently he's allergic to his whole life which which was not good yeah but do you think those things will balance out the longer he's on an animal based diet in your opinion yeah i mean that's what i pray you know for that i didn't do any uh no Permanent yeah. damage and all these things. Fine, that, that yeah, I had yeah. to, I had to work around the guilt a lot in the beginning, <laughs> um, but I've, I've come over that. Good for you. <laughs> and so I, I have faith, and I believe that he's 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 going to be fine, and hey, and he and, is fine. And he's uh, how old now, John? He's four. And this, so he was about one when this was all going on. One or two. Well, he was vegan since birth uh, until he was two years old. Yeah. Uh, and your wife? Well, he's almost did, five now. Did your wife breastfeed? Yeah, yeah, breastfed she, until she had plenty of vegan. milk uh, when she was vegan. Yeah, yeah, no issues there. Um, I do think that the milk was very different, uh, as a, like a a very different milk sure. when she was vegan compared to sure. when she gave birth as a omnivore, essentially. So, right. um, yeah, it's hard to know these things, but. Um, at least he he got you know breast milk for the first three years of his life. So that's three good. years. Wow. Even yeah. even though it was vegan breast milk, it's still good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What kind of changes did you see? Any changes to hair, skin, nails, eyes for your little one when they want animal foods? Uh. He did actually start growing some some new hair. Actually, now that I think of it. Hmm. So we would pull his hair back and we would see some new hair growing at the front of his hairline. Hmm. And so so that was probably a sign that he was missing out on some stuff for sure. Um, again, even though we were supplementing with everything that he might be missing out, we, we all know that supplements aren't really a replacement <laughs> for right. real food. But what can you do as a vegan when you're not getting anything? <laughs> you have to, you know, try to supplement it. Um, and yeah, the rest, you know, the rest, I haven't seen any, any significant changes. Just his gut is a lot calmer now. He's not having, you know, gut issues and, and, and stomach pain um, anymore. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, a big victory. And you and your wife, how are you? How is your, your health changing since animal food? Yeah, so for me... <laughs> All the issues that I had before in terms of like cramping, joint pain, um, you know, a herniated disc, back pain, all these things uh, I've gone away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so right now, yeah, I'd say I feel I feel really good. I, I don't have any health issues, so to speak, I'm recovering from a fractured ankle. <laughs> but uh, apart from that, uh, it's all it's all good. And your wife, what kind of changes did she see? She, she she always claims that she hasn't noticed anything so you know maybe she was more suited to a vegan so, diet she, than me yeah, she could. do you think some people are I mean you know years ago they had the blood type diet I don't think I've never seen any real I mean, you maybe you have a real evidence that that thing was interest you know valuable a lot of people say it was just made up the diodamo do you think there's anything to that some people are just more adapted 
Definitely. I think, I, I'm not sure about, I don't think the blood type diet itself, but uh, there is definitely a individualistic aspect to, to nutrition and whether it's genetic, whether it's a mixture of genes and energy and, uh, you know, all, consciousness and all these things sure. combined. Um, I don't know. And only God yeah. knows, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's definitely a, it's definitely a case where, uh, some people can do way better than others in different types of diets and, and situations for sure. Yeah. As I said, God, no only, God only knows. Um, I wonder, have you thought about, uh, I know you're interested in this idea, but, uh, the fact that you, you begin to question the vegan diet in your mind and your heart must have had an impact on your health as well and why it went down once you start to doubt what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, it's, uh, it's something that I played with a lot in my mind, and this is the exact reason why I decided to go back to a vegan diet because I was like, is this, did I play this nocebo effect on, on, on me by, mm -hmm. you know, leaping myself into bad health and, and all these things. And so that's why I, I went back to a plant-based diet for six months and, you know, had all the intention, you know, I did the meditation practice, you know, I really wanted to manifest good health, but still all the, uh, bad, um, you know, health, uh, uh, effects that I was experiencing before came back. So the cramping started coming back, the joint pain started coming back, uh, bad digestion, all these things. Wow. And so that's when I said, okay, this is it for good, no more. So <laughs> I'm so done. It's interesting. So you, after you started the, the animal foods, you did a six month trial experiment just to see if you were on the right track. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. everything came back. Right. Yeah. And do you feel like you were able to do it with a neutral state of mind and heart where you really gave it yeah. a good shot without without judging it one way or another? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good purpose. for you. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, because it was like a six, uh, four or five month period where I went back to animal foods and felt amazing. Hmm. And then I started to question whether or not it was more of a psychological placebo effect. And then... Sure. I gave it another six months on a fully vegan diet with uh, all the intention of making it work and all the issues came back, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we're talking with John Venus. He is in uh, Norway with his three children and then we're going to get into some of the story what happened to him when he took the red red meat pill or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. John, stay right there, all right? Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. John Venus, nice fellow, huh? We should all go to Norway and just see what, ski or something, or, you know, eat elk or do something. Uh, this is uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you'd like to ask John a question or have a comment, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We discovered uh, molecular hydrogen has probably been three and a half years now, and we've been doing molecular hydrogen for that long. And we breathe the gas and drink the water. And we have a, a machine called Holy Hydrogen Hydrofix. You can use our promo code One Radio for a hundred bucks off, and they're a couple thousand dollars. So it's not a, you know, it's not a, you know, I don't know, 
whole, whole lot of people got $2,000 lying around these days. <laughs> I don't, but uh, God love it. You know, we make our house payment thanks to your support and everything's good here, so we're very blessed. But um, one of the reasons we switched to this one from the other one is because they have a an easy payment thing. You just put your last four digits of your social and within two minutes, I just say, okay. And you know, you can just get yourself a, get the machine and by the time you pay for it in a year, who knows what benefits you're gonna get. The cool thing about molecular hydrogen, I think some people have a bit wrong idea. Um, it was claimed by a lot of people to be uh, an antioxidant and um, I don't even know if that matters anymore since I don't believe in the V word. So I don't even know what that means, antioxidant. But anyway, um, I don't think there's anything to kill. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're not into killing parasites or viruses or or bacteria because, uh, you know, you know, we've done so many shows on it. You know, you know how I feel about that stuff. But anyway, so it's just a food, hydrogen. It's a molecular food. And hydrogen is the number, it's the most prolific molecule on Earth and, and in space, whatever space is. Seriously, the most, the most prolific. It's on both sides of the periodic table. The machine that we promote is uh, made in Japan. And the Japanese folks, they are really hydrogen monsters. I mean, they're really into hydrogen. And uh, they have done most research. This machine made there is using exceptional metals that is very important. And uh, uh, it's all computerized kind of thing. It's very small, quiet. You don't have any maintenance. And it produces food-grade hydrogen. And you can just breathe this stuff and drink the water, uh, you know, forever. It's just a food. It's like just going out in the sun and talking to God and having God just like, you know, give me a little mojo. It's... Uh, Pretty cool. Well, it's very cool. Check it out. It's on our website, oneradionetwork.com. It's the Molecular Hydrogen One um, Holy Hydrogen Machine. You can finance it if you want. And just click an order. Use promo code ONERADIO, and uh, you're good to go. Pretty exciting that uh, the Blue Shield people, are my friend Brandon, they have a 15% sale going on right now. So if you've been interested in this uh, technology. It's out of Australia, and uh, they've they've tested this out on on chickens and uh, other animals. So there's no nocebo effect because most chickens I know don't don't go on the internet. I, some some of them probably do. The smart ones you see on YouTube, but other than that, they don't know what's going on. And uh, they've got studies that are authentic, uh, that they're third party, where they actually the mortality and uh, the production and everything else. Is, is better uh, when they um, have the cube, which is the main product of a Blue Shield. You'll see on there, there's a lot of products. So get on there, use promo code ONERADIO, 15% off now. I know the uh, slide says 10%, but special sale, 15% off on the, on the cube. And you put this baby in the middle of your home. Well, here, here, here Brandon will tell you about it. <laughs> 
We're talking with Brandon Amalani, and he is uh, the man who brings us the Blue Shield technology to keep us all those little EMFs from uh, doing harm to our body. Mr. Brandon, the Blue Shield is a really beautiful little cube, right? That's the main product. And how does this work? Well, the, the cube essentially sends out signals into the environment that entrain the body. So the body is affected by all these electromagnetic fields in this in the environment. Uh-huh. And when Blue Shield's introduced into the environment, the body starts sympathetically resonating with it. And what we found over 30 years of development is that the body prefers the algorithm, the frequency range, the randomization of frequencies that are exposed into the environment, and the body stops attacking EMF or perceiving the EMF as a threat. And what this does is it normalizes white blood cell count, and it also starts to um, reduce inflammation markers from the body trying to attack the EMF. Wow. So essentially, what's happening is that the body is basically renormalizing and reallocating immune power to the body, and it makes the body stronger and more well-regulated. Good job, Brandon. That's an excellent explanation of how this technology works. It's called the Cube, the Blue Shield. See the ad on the front page. Use promo code 1RADIO for a 10% discount. Get yourself one. Take care of the whole house. That's Blue Shield right on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. Sorry for that. The, uh, the as usual talk show guys, they don't know what they're talking about. If 15, <laughs> 15% off that commercial has been around a while, but I can um, show you the cube, what it looks like. I have one here in the studio and one downstairs. Now, I, you don't need to. They, they go out 90 yards, but uh, Brandon sent me one as a gift one uh, long ago, and so I just put one up here because I'd purchased one. And um, so this is, you just plug it in, and it, it changes uh, its algorithm I think every 45 seconds so the body doesn't get used to it. Very clever. It's out of Australia. 30 years they've been uh, doing this kind of thing. And, um, uh, you know, cell phone towers, if you if you can use your cell phone in your home, you've got cell phone tower mojo coming in there. So get one of these, and it'll just help you, you know, get to stay stronger. And then this one is a personal guy, and you you I put this guy on here in my studio behind me, and... Just, you know, I got a lot of equipment here. Just, you know, as you know, I've, I've talked about it. Spiritually, I think we can totally, totally not be bothered by these things at all. I, you know, we talk a lot about it on my show. Um, so, I, you know, if you, can't, if you can't afford one of these guys, just talk to God and talk to your body. Say, I'm not going to be bothered by him. You'll be fine. But, you know, trust God and tie your camel. So, you know, if you got the bucks, you, you buy one and... and uh, and just to give yourself as much, you know, support as you can. But, um, you know, how I feel about that stuff. Okay, anyway, promo code one radio, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you want to detox every day, you can, um, you can uh, go out in the sun, and you can run, and you can go in cold water. We'll talk to, I think John's a Wim Hof guy. John, you're a Wim Hof guy? I can see him. Shake your head. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. I do them cold showers every morning. Anyway, so uh, this is a sauna, and we like to do the sauna, then jump in the cold water, and it's fun. Uh, the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. If you'd like to get one, just email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. That's the only way to get the price that we offer, which is $1,295. Now, you can, you'll see this sauna on a lot of places on the web, it's not the sauna, and it looks like it, because this is the most popular one, and they make them, they look just like it. 
and they just knock it off. They call them knockoffs, and God knows, God only knows, as they say, what the the technology is they're using. They could just be a couple of heaters like they have in a car or something. I don't know what it is, but this is authentic, real far infrared technology developed in a medical university in Taiwan that's won a couple of awards. So it's the real deal. It goes deep, and uh, you actually detox um, toxic metals, mercury, arsenic, and things out of your urine after being in the sauna, and they've tested this. So it's not only detoxing from the skin, the largest organ, but also then through uh, urine, and I suspect feces, but I don't, I've never seen a test on that one. <laughs> Who wants to mess with poop, you know? So check it out, uh, get one, uh, you'll love it. It's very quiet, you have a timer if you fall asleep, your head is sticking out as you can see here on the picture, so you don't want to heat up your head, and uh, a rock and roll, and you can do it every day, forever, because who knows what we're breathing in. You know, I guess there's stuff everywhere. So the only way to get the price is to email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com, and we'll get twelve ninety five, and it'll ship out the day that uh, that you do it. So that's that's a cool thing. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. And to the blue, beautiful land of Norway. I've never been to Norway. I we should come and come and visit. Is it a pretty country, John? Absolutely. I think it's a it's a great place, especially if you like cold exposure. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of cold there. We're talking with John Venus, who is a farmer vegan, and he goes to meetings now, and he stands up and says, "I'm a vegan," and I'm I, I'm just kidding. And uh, so, John, then when you went to this whole carnivore thing and you told the story. And you were had this great business making bunches of money and stuff. And what happened? What happened to you? So when I first announced on a video that I was no longer vegan, it was a a, a storm, <laughs> a storm of comments. Uh, I'd say I had like ten thousand YouTube comments. Uh, wow. In, in a few days, uh, 300 plus, you know, between 300 and 500 YouTube videos from f- everyone from famous vegans to random YouTube channels make, made a video about it. So it was everywhere on the algorithm. Wow. Uh, all the vegan news outlets, uh, you know, were, were making stories about it. And it was it was a it was all kinds of you know insults, death threats, um, all kinds of uh, death horrible threats? things. Death threats. Oh, I, I even get them. You know, to this day, the the most recent one was probably the worst one. So it's, it's really? they're still coming. Strong. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, and and even like you know, not even just the random troll comment death threats. You know, like right. people sharing my address and actually saying that they they're coming and all these things. You know, like. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad, um, and so um, you know, even the, the Norwegian radio uh, called me <laughs> to to hear about what's going on because it was so crazy. Um, so it was it was it was it was really strange, and I was I was a affiliate with a new company in a, in anticipation for this. I left the vegan company and I joined my protein, which is a you know a global uh, supplement company that is not vegan at all. And so I thought it would be okay, but then all the vegans, you know, they they 
mobbed together and and um did a change.org petition with signatures they needed like you know five thousand signatures to get me off uh the the company and they they were pressuring the company with all kinds of threats and, and these things and and the ceo the president of the company has been in business for like 20 years he's he's, he's never never had any issues like this ever with any athletes um <laughs> of any you know social media size no matter what drama they were involved in so it was when they go hard they go hard the vegans so um it was it was a intense uh kind of situation but not only that the worst part for me wasn't that it was um that that people who i believed were friends were distancing themselves they were like writing letters saying they can never talk to me again unfortunately really? we cannot ever talk to their kids again and and we can't be friends and all these things wow and and that was uh heartbreaking for my wife especially um yeah i remember she cried over that because <laughs> that was that was intense when you believe someone is your friend and then you realize it was all fake it can hurt right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that all comes from the, uh, what's your opinion, that all comes from the animal thing with vegans and uh, the dogmatic approach to killing something um, and it becomes almost like a religion? Or well, I'm sure you've got, you and your wife have thought about this, where that all comes from. Yeah, I th think the easiest way to explain it, and I think it's a very case-by-case -case thing, but in general i think the easiest way to explain it is that when you're a vegan for animals as equals to humans as as you know equal value and so mm -hmm. killing an animal is like killing a human and so when you are vegan you blame everyone else for eating meat due to their ignorance due to their lack of understanding about this fact due to not being enlightened enough whatever and so if you've been a vegan like we have and we understand all of that we've done vegan activism we've gone to the slaughterhouses we've done all of these things and then you still go back to murdering or abusing animals that's like you're a psychopath like you know you, you, you actually want to go back to murdering people you know it's the same thing people and animals and so that's how they view it and so they see you as this such a crazy person to to ever want to do that again uh that they they just don't understand uh, mm -hmm. they think and mm -hmm. that's the case for, for a lot of people mm -hmm. and that comes from not being able to relate with you know health challenges and all these things um and eventually a lot of them come around because they face the same thing and they realize how how stupid their belief was and how uncompassionate their actions were in the past and and I believe that for such a compassionate focused or compassion focused movement, uh, there's a huge lack of empathy in the vegan movement because they decide that other people that can't make it work, they decide that they are evil people who are just making excuses and, and for, mm -hmm. <laughs> for their taste pleasures or whatever. So uh, there's a huge lack of compassion uh, in the vegan community. Friends, close friends just ditched you. Yeah, friends that we've been close to since we started going vegan and we've been visiting each other and staying at each other's places for a long time. It was like my, <laughs> I kind of had like a, 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 it was like a, a new group of best friends, you know, that I had and my wife had and we had. 
And so that was, that was the saddest part about it to, yeah. to lose all those connections. Um, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> you know, if that happens, it, it's all, it's all part of the journey. It's all part of life and you can't really do much about it. Yeah. When you leave, you know, when you, you lose friends like that, I mean, were they really your friends? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Well, Absolutely. we've talked quite a bit about it, too. I, I eat uh, animal foods, a lot of it. And um, actually, about eight months ago, I just went totally carnivore. I just, um, for what it's worth, I, I saw a video uh, by a lady by the name of uh, Sally Norton, Kay Norton, do you know her? And we had yeah. her on the show, and I started thinking about these oxalates and stuff, and I go, man, all these foods I'm eating, spinach and almonds and blah, 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 all got these oxalates. So I said, well, I'm just going to quit doing that, you know, just overnight, John. I just said, I'm not going to do that anymore. So then I figured out the only thing to eat would be meat. So I said, well, I'll just eat meat and see how that goes. And I felt really, you know, I'm feeling really good. I'm pretty much just fat and butter and meat. And I started to add a little bit of, um, once a week, a little bit of brown rice just for fun, you know, to keep. Because I I tended to, and I wanted to ask you about this, without any carb, and this is just like once a week or no vegetables, really. Um, I just started to lose weight. I just couldn't, you know, I I would lose weight in my face and started to look a little, you know, um, a <laughs> little uh, um, gaunt, you know, gaunt. And uh, do you think some of us need just a little bit of carbs or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, you- I think, I think that nobody knows the truth <laughs> you know only god knows the truth but and only we important. know for ourselves right only patrick knows or john knows well to some extent but we can be very wrong as well you know sure. what works right now may not work in in a few months may not work in 10 years may not work in whatever time frame so even though something feels good and and right and feels right and on all levels we can't really be sure that that is that we have the truth. Um, and so I, I always try to remind myself that no matter how much I think I know, I I, I got to understand that I really don't know anything. That's good. <laughs> and good job. That's no good matter how, to much, be, how, how much time yeah. I've, I've spent, more time than probably anyone on the planet almost thinking about this nutrition aspect of things and, and experimenting. And and still, I, I believe that I know absolutely nothing. And I think that's important because, mm. um, you know, having that vegan experience, I can see a lot of people where vegan go and make the same kind of, uh, I wouldn't say mistake, but the same experiments, but on a, on a different diet, you know, on a, whether it's carnivore or whether it's keto Keto. or whatever else. Um, but the patterns just keep going. It's just a, a little bit different, you know, it's, uh, instead of plants, it's now only animals or it's only fats and protein and no carbs. And, and and the, the the way they approach it is the same, and so it will work uh, until it doesn't, and then you know things will have to change again. You know, I've yeah. noticed the same thing, and they've been great. I've talked to all of them, you know, Chafee and and uh, all of them. You know, you can just do the list. You know, and kilts, they're great yeah. and they're fun. They're really into it, and but they're all and but they're you know most of them are just very dogmatic, hardcore carnivore. This is it, caveman. They this is what they ate and. 
And I got into that for a little bit, a couple months, and then I said, Patrick, don't do this. This is silly. You don't know what the hell's going on. I felt the same way. You know, I don't know. So I just wake up every day and try to figure out how I feel, how I poop, you know, my energy, how much, you know, resistance training I can do. You know what I mean? Just, and it changes, right? It changes, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's a very uh, healthy approach. Um, And, um, you know, uh, the I think it, it does probably come from a lack of uh, a, a spiritual connection or or spirituality yes, that that you know science or even your own human experience becomes your god and becomes the truth and I have a very <clears throat> opposing belief to that I I believe that you know I'm just uh, you know a human consciousness trying to figure things out in this reality. And I have a very limited perspective, and I cannot, no matter how, how how hard I try, I cannot decide what the truth is, um, the absolute um, objective truth. I cannot do that with an objective reality. It's impossible. And so I cannot take that approach. I understand why people do it, but uh, it's just not me. Yeah. Well, maybe it could be argued the absolute truth is God, you know. And, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know that's pretty. Unless you pretty, believe your God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you believe your God. Well, also, it, I mean, it's for me. It's really easy to feel if I eat something, um, and um, it feels in my stomach like I don't like the way it feels. Well, then you know I can learn from that and maybe try it again in two weeks. Or, or I've been doing a lot of raw goat's milk. I almost feel like I'd live on that. You know, it's just it's it's almost like. Yeah, and see to look at it, the beautiful white color, and it's just you pour it, you know, and we get it at the farmer's market, and it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Do you do, do, you do raw dairy? Uh, not personally. Uh, I would, but where we live right now, um, you know, th- there is no organic and uh, pasture-raised oh, really? uh, cattle almost, almost anywhere here in Norway. It's all, really? you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, oh, I, I would think it'd just be the opposite with all your land and your strong exactly. people skiing in the cold and, but it's not true, huh? No, there are a few family farms that do it, but they are like everyone, like there's so, so few of them in the country that they're in such high demand that they can't, uh, they, they can't possibly meet the demand at all. And so it's very hard to get. And so you could get raw milk by approaching a farmer here. Uh-huh. But the cows are getting grains that are not in, that are full right. of GMOs and antibiotics and soy and all these things, and so um, it's not ideal. I mean, it's probably better than than the pasteurized uh, version, but it's not the same. Yeah, you have to be careful. We yeah. have farmers markets here, and you could actually talk to the people and say, well, "Okay," and we they're doing a great job. Uh, and just here in Dripping Springs, where you can get eggs where they don't do any soy, any. GMO grains, uh, mostly as much out as they can out there, and they're great. Yeah. You know, nice orange. Do you get the good eggs there? Can you find good ones? No, you can't. That's <laughs> crazy. Really. Yeah, you but should we move got to some, Texas, uh, John. Come to Texas. We got some back here too. Move to yeah, Texas, John. Everybody else is. Yeah, the U.S. is is very advanced, uh, and and uh, yeah, this is one of the the things I miss most about the United States is is. Uh, that you have so many options and uh you know there's a lot of regenerative farming and all these huh. things and grass-fed grass finished yeah. stuff uh europe is 
it's very very different and very hard to to get these things yeah. the awareness around these things are very on its infancy so yeah really interesting i saw a little little snippet today on some website that i go to where finland was phone uh shown as the most happiest country in the world finland what are they what's going on over there are they all in dope or what are they doing why are they so happy <laughs> yeah um I'm wondering if they do the tests on the weekends when they're drinking a lot. I don't know. They just make these things up too, right? Yeah, I don't believe these things at all. Um, I think, you know, in general, everyone is miserable. So, you know, I don't. it doesn't matter too much <laughs> where, where you do the tests. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd find it a little difficult to believe that these northern countries would actually be the happiest due to the lack of vitamin D and sunshine and all, mm. all these things. But... <laughs> especially the Nordic countries, because they're very, you know, much less social uh, than than uh, a lot of the, you know, Latin countries and, mm -hmm. and you know, Italy, mm -hmm. Spain and all these places. So, I don't know. Sounds a bit strange to me. <laughs> so, so you're, you're a Wim Hof guy? I I, uh, I interviewed him years ago. I, I, he won't come on now because oh, you're yeah? not big enough for him, but uh, um, <laughs> pretty fun stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I have a picture here of, of me doing the Wim Hof here. Oh, let, me put the, the, let me put you up there. Uh, do that again. Oh, look at you. <laughs> the, there's a lot of uh, icy rivers here. So, wow. yeah, you get the, the full experience um, of the, the cold exposure. So I like to do that a lot. Um, it's, it's very beneficial. I do the breathing as well. Uh, I do other forms of, of spiritual work and meditation, prayer, all these things. And, and I just like to experiment. So, yeah, yeah. Wim Hof did good work, yeah. You found the breathing? Uh, I've not messed with that too much. Have you found that beneficial, the Wim Hof breathing? Yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a way to, to reset your hormones, the way you feel. Like if, you're, if you feel stressed out and you, and you do five to 10 minutes of that, you, you're you going to reset that 100%. There is mm. there is no question about that. So mm. it's a quick reset if you're feeling stressed or have some sort of anxiety. I find it as uh, one of the, the best things you can do to, to reset that state of mind, yeah. And what, what, do, you, what do you feel the cold, icy water does for your, you overall, on all levels, spiritual, emotional, physical? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I think that spirit and god's presence can only be felt in the pureness of the present moment and a lot of times when you're meditating or when you're doing cold exposure especially there's nothing that will force you more to the present moment than <laughs> jumping right. in some ice cold water that'll do so <laughs> so so i think it's a uh, not only beneficial for your health as in you know, it, it, it balances out your hormones, it, it promotes uh, testosterone, uh, mm. dopamine, uh, serotonin, all these things. But I think it really, in a way, you can use it to bring you closer to God and to the present moment and to get out of your mind and your subjective reality and just experience uh, the bliss of the true, pure present moment. Um, I think mm -hmm. cold exposure is one of the most effective ways to do that. Yeah. I'm on rainwater collection here, John, outside, and it's been pretty cold at night, 35, 40. So I do cold showers in the morning and first thing, and whoa. 
And, and I, I imagine it's not that cold uh, compared to what you probably do. I think it's only about 45 degrees, but it sure feels invigorating oh, yeah. when you're in there. Yeah. Where, have you, have you, you know what the temperature is in some of the cold water, icy water you sit in? Is it like near freezing? Yeah, as close to freezing as, as it gets, I think. Uh, especially during the winter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's probably like 30, you know, 35. Whoa. Do you just get numb in there? Yeah. Right. Your body, does your body get numb? Yeah. So it really <laughs> depends how long I, I stay in. And if I do the Wim Hof breathing beforehand or not, if I do the Wim Hof breathing, you're kind of priming yourself for the cold exposure. And so with the breathing, I re don't really get the numbness too much. But if I go straight in, <laughs> yeah, like I, I can barely put my clothes back on with my hands. So it's uh, it, it depends a little bit. And how long do you stay in and how do you know when it's time to get out? Yeah, it, it really depends. Um, I I just stay in as, as long as I as I'm able to. So it, it, I kind of try to also train my discipline and, and uh, pain tolerance and all these things. And every day is different. Some days I go more for the more for the spiritual experience and, and more for the, the peace and quiet. Some days I do it more for, um, you know, almost like a I'm punishing myself, you know, <laughs> right. for not being disciplined enough or something. So I, I do different things for different uh, reasons. But it's it, there is no fixed uh, number of minutes or or anything. Yeah. But I, in general, I've I've done a long time where I was doing like up to five minutes, mm. uh, which is quite a long time for for very cold water. Oh, I bet yeah. so. Yeah. Here's an email for John Venus from Jeremy, who lives in Las Vegas. Oh, good for you, Jeremy. I've been following a carnivore type diet for about six months when I started listening to Patrick. But I'm just having a hard time building muscle. I'm doing resistance training, but my muscles just don't seem to be going anywhere. I'm 145 pounds. Um, does your guest have any recommendations for certain animal foods or other kind of foods to help build muscle? Good question. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm thankful he added or any other kind of foods. Okay. <laughs> because, yeah. because unless you're doing dairy which does has have carbs it's going to be a little bit tough and i know there are a lot of people who are carnivore who, are, who say they have tons of energy in the gym and these things um but i would say for most people unless they're adding carbs in it's going to be very challenging to put on weight um and, mm -hmm. and, and i think that carbohydrates are essential almost to most people because it, without carbs you're going to deplete your uh, muscle glycogen Mm -hmm. is what you're going to be able to uh, push yourself hard in a gym with. And, and so if that is empty, it's kind of you're, you're running on, on empty gas. And, and that's, that can be difficult. And then also, when you're only doing protein and fat, it's going to be hard to get enough calories to begin with to see uh, a muscle growth phase or, or to be in a caloric surplus. And so adding carbs back in can help with that. And if you're worried about, you know, oxalates and anti-nutrients and all right. these things, even adding just the simplest things like uh, white rice or just mm -hmm. some fruits, something like that can, can go a long way. So just, uh, and then carbs from dairy, raw dairy and raw butter, is that is that a carbohydrate butter or is it just fat? 
Butter it has no carbs or okay, extremely just, little, but uh, the milk the milk, milk. has more. Yeah. More yeah. So so Jeremy could uh, play around with white rice or mm, a raw dairy. And what else did you say? White rice, raw dairy, and fruits, uh, fruits. are a good way as well. That, that, you know, the, it's a, one of the safest alternatives if you are worried about oxalates and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you and vegetables and the whole oxalate things and and all of these alleged poisons in vegetables? Do you go down that path, or do you think there's something there? There is, I'm sure there is many things that are that are accurate with Sally Norton's research and, and these right. things. Um, I, I respect what she does and I, I believe there is a lot of truth to that. But again, it, it, again, it goes back to the ind- individual, the experience, how your body tackles different things. And so, so I believe someone can raw spinsulate stones for, or any formation. And I believe that someone else can do just one smoothie a month and, and get some issues, right? Yeah. And so it's it's really difficult. And and I I, I believe that you know the, the food is only one aspect of things. You know that your mindset, your 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 spiritual state, your connection to your fellow man, uh, your family, your kids, to God. Um, all these things have such a profound experience, uh, a profound effect. Your beliefs. If a belief oxalates are killing you, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you, right? <laughs> yeah. Good for so, you, boy. So be careful. Be careful with, with what you believe and, and choose to believe. Yeah. Be careful with what you believe, yeah. for sure. Um, so, but I, I I looked at your YouTube channel. You you still have now 350,000 or so subscribers. That's a lot. So you didn't lose a whole bunch of did you lose a whole bunch of people when you took the, the red pill thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I had close to 400,000, uh, but it's not so much about the subscribers, it's about the views per video. So a lot of people just forgot to unsubscribe or whatever, they're just I not see. watching. So, so it's more about how many people are watching per video rather than the subscriber number. Um, yeah, the, the, the subscriber count is, is more of a, of a flashy kind of, uh, marketing tool that I you use to trick companies to give you better deals essentially. But so if you don't mind to, me asking, how are you making a living now? What, how are you doing? What's going on? Well, right now I'm, I'm not making a living. <laughs> okay. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I was just in that same boat when people started, we did a little fundraising drive about three weeks ago and. Seriously, <laughs> we just, I just, you know, was running out of money or we did sales and they were great. The yeah. people just sent in some money. It was great, you know. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, as you just saw, my, my father-in-law just walked in the door. So I'm staying at his house right now uh, oh. with the kids. <laughs> so that's what we're doing right now. And not because we have to, but just because we find a, a convenient solution for the kids, for them yeah. and for our current situation. Um, but, you know, it's been more out of choice than than because I haven't been able to to get any work. Um, huh. I don't think I would be able to do the same things that I was doing before because it was almost like I was in a cult where yes, where I anything understand. that I did was going to be successful, and so I was making massive amounts of money doing something that had to needed very little effort and so it was almost as close to passive income 
as as I could get to. So I can't do that anymore. That's for sure. And so I've been meditating on on the what I'm going to do, uh-huh. and and uh, my my plan right now is is to focus on just sharing my authentic self on my thoughts on social media mm-hmm. a lot of them are very unpopular thoughts <laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just who i am and and i have no shame in that and i'm just gonna you know provide uh people with my perspective and also i i'm joining um you know the charity that i've been supporting for many years uh in 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 a very important role there so that's that's kind of uh, one and thing what, that i'm doing what charity is that uh, that it's called Share Tanzania. So it's uh, oh. essentially they're building uh, a village for special need- needs children that have oh. nowhere to go. So they have uh, severe disabilities, essentially. And in, in these places in Africa, they have very limited help. Uh, it's not like the, the Western mm. world where they're taken care of at all. So, oh. yeah. That's great. Something I've been thinking about, and I'm going to be on this fellow's show tonight, He's, his name is Fakeologist. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's just out of control, crazy. But he's a cool guy. You know, he just looks at all the fake stuff, you know, everything around the world. And he's really well-researched. And, and But anyway, so I was talking to him about this, and and he said, well, I think where we're going with this, and you, this may be something to think about, John, is he calls it value for value. That, you know, it's important in physical reality to exchange energy with people who are giving value. It's just important, right? There's no free lunch, right? You just don't get things for free. It just doesn't work like that here. That's a whole socialist, communist idea, right? Okay, let's give you stuff. Okay, we're going to give you this, give you this. And and we're going to work towards that. And, and you can, you know, I think you could do that too, is really provide some really, good quality value with your thoughts and your spiritual stuff and tying it all together. People need what you have to say. They need to hear it. Not necessarily just the vegan, but who you are as a soul, right? In a body and ask people to support it because otherwise you can't do it. And they should support it, even if it's 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks. And let them do whatever they want. That's what we're going to do because I'm I'm not going to depend on, I can't depend on if the sales aren't there. I can't depend on it. So people should they should donate because I'm giving them something. If they like it, if they don't like it, well, then they go somewhere else, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think that's that's a, that's a good idea. I think um, it's almost um, in a way It's like, very honest, know, too, excuse me, but it's very honest yeah. and it's authentic, okay? Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I, I was saying it's almost like um, a, a version of, of, you know, value barter, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing where you're, you're 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 giving some some financial you know support to some for some information that could truly benefit your life and i think a lot of people can can definitely get along with that yeah for sure that's great yeah and i think people feel better when they do it because they know it's the right thing to do you know there's several people i send 10 bucks a month to podcasters that i really like and they give me good information i just do it because i think it's the right thing to do and i you know what i'm saying it's absolutely why not? Well, you're going to do fine, you know. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Uh, here's some. Here's an interesting question. I'm really enjoying talking to John. I'm going to visit his YouTube channel. Thanks for having him on. Does he mind uh, telling telling us some of the famous and not so famous vegans that we may know that gave him a hard time? Did, 
you have any movie stars you want to you want to out or anything like that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. Do and, and essentially, I mean, it's all public, so it's okay, not like it I'm going to you know backstab anyone. But essentially, any any famous vegan was making a video about how horrible it was. <laughs> so, you know, you can, really, you can just search your favorite vegan, and then you can search my name alongside, and I'm sure that <laughs> it's going to be there. So yeah. Anyone, really? anyone, Any, yeah, all the vegans. There's quite a few of yeah. them too, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't Woody uh, Harrelson? Is he a vegan? Woody Harrelson? I don't, I've I don't heard. So. You know, uh, the the problem with a lot of the 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 A list celebrities is is not they're not officially a part of the the vegan you know movement in 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 the sense that they are well connected and have a they're in the network and so a lot of times a lot of these vegans will claim that these celebrities are vegan just because they say they they are and and you know they made it and then they just put them on the list you know Peter adds them to the list of vegan celebrities when, when it's not true at all just because they've done like a week or something of vegan and it's happened so many times where they they list people who are vegan who who are definitely not so yeah i, I when it comes to a-list celebrities i have no idea so yeah. yeah i don't know you can also write a book too and get on amazon bestseller list and do the whole it's a it's <laughs> a great story time, really. I, uh, yeah. it really yeah, is a great time, story i'm definitely doing that yeah when, I mean, it'd be, uh, it'd be yeah, a good uh, movie i could write a screenplay on it it would be a good yeah. movie you know <laughs> going burning through all this well john thanks for coming on the show uh i really appreciate it uh, my best to your wife and your and your little ones and um oh by the way on the i just wanted to let you know so i i think it's it's we can do both i mean i'm about to start a foundation nonprofit called animals are souls org. so i know that all animals are souls but i eat them and there's a way to do it respectfully with with dignity and i mean right i mean there's just a way to do that mm -hmm. just a way yeah that's beautiful yeah, yeah. Have, have, is that something that you're you're working on or have you already yeah. launched it i haven't launched it as yet but we're going okay. to launch it and it's just going to be that one brand name message to let people know that animals are souls too and they are i have a dog right here I had a cat that reincarnated and came back into its body and told me in the dream state he was coming back. So I know they're yeah. souls, right? Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. They reincarnate just like we do. So if a cow goes to heaven, he or she's going to come back and do something else. So we don't kill any animals. We just help them move on to another reality or maybe they come back as a horse. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, takes a yeah, little yeah. sting off of the whole murder thing yeah <laughs> yeah good luck good luck convincing the vegans of that one <laughs> well i'm not gonna you know try to convince them. but we're that'll be the whole thing of the website and we're just gonna yeah. help and, and think about all the dogs and that are just dumped on the road and if you know i just it breaks my heart i start crying when i think about it and so i just want people to understand that they're souls too just like your kids so don't if you're not can't take care of your dog don't get one <laughs> you know yeah. don't get one don't just get one because they're furry and, and you know fun like that well, john you're a good man thanks for being here let us know if we can help with anything as you move on with your adventures let me know and we'd love to uh, 
help uh, publicize anything you're doing. So let me know. Thanks, Patrick. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you are you seem to be a wealth of information and knowledge, and and you are a very kind, amazing soul. So well, thank you so much for you. having me. <laughs> I'm humbled. Thank you, sir. See you soon. Take care, John. Yeah. Bye-bye. What a nice man. Huh? Good man. Yeah. Well, we, I'm, I'm going to take a little break here. Uh, just about five men. Give me five minutes. We're going to come back and and uh, I don't do something. Chat it up a little bit. Why not? You know what I mean? So stay right there. If you're on the line on uh, audio or video, or if you're watching the podcast on BitChute, check out uh, our next show we're going to have coming up in about five minutes. Thank you for your support tomorrow. Adam Bergstrom 2.0. And the fellow is doing some interesting things with energy and agriculture and, and uh, electricity and uh, electroculture or something. I like talking to these people that are doing cool things. So uh, thanks for your support. And again, all of you who uh, chipped in on the uh, little fundraising drive we did a couple weeks ago. It was awesome. We got what we thought we needed for a few months so we could reboot or do, do something different. Uh, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm going to go in and get all the emails from that uh, GoFundMe. It wasn't a GoFundMe. We didn't want to do them because they, they had all this weird karma going on. Remember with the truckers up in Canada? Uh, we didn't want to support GoFundMe, so we did another one similar to GoFundMe. And I think I can get all the emails. And so I'll be thanking you all personally in an email who sent in some money. But if you want to help us uh, move forward, if you feel what we have here is valuable, you can go on to One Radio Network and see the um, see the um, the donation tab. I think it's right now. It's just a picture of my dog Doodle. You can see her, and you could click on there, and you could go on and do a um, ten bucks a month if you want, or twenty dollars a month, and just do it automatically. It comes out of your little checking account or credit card, whatever you want, and uh, help us uh, keep. Keep doing what we're doing and move forward. I love you all. Thank you. I'll see you about five men, five minutes. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Casting live weekday morning. This is listener supported one radio network. Indeed, it is. Good morning. Welcome back. Boy, we had a nice chat. What a uh, lovely fellow, uh, John Venus in uh, Norway. Interesting story. If you're watching a podcast or listening to the audio, we talked to John Venus on uh, Tuesday morning on the twenty first and about five, ten minutes ago for an hour and a half. And he was, I mean, a rock star in the vegan community. Huge numbers on YouTube. And he was promoting these, uh, some kind of a vegan um, muscle, a protein powder. He was making tons of money and doing very well and speaking engagements. And 
had all the vegans of the world loving him. And, and then, then his little one-year-old child's teeth start coming out brown. And um, he and his wife are very concerned. He's really started looking into it. And you can, you can listen to the podcast or watch it on BitChute, but he really, he really came to the conclusion that this lifestyle he was living for six years wasn't the best for he and his family because he, he had joint pain and muscle cramps and all kinds of things were happening for him just doing vegan diet. So he went pretty much, you know, meat-based, carnivore, fat, butter, you know, not totally carnivore, and, but, and everything changed. Uh, his little one's teeth start coming in properly. They start to fill out. He said they were translucent, kind of brown, and um, guts, uh, gut things uh, improved for he and, and, and the little one. And um, no more muscle cramps or joint pain, and and then he was like lambasted. He went on and told his story to his thousands of subscribers, and and you know then he lost it all. Just sponsorships, and he had death threat, death threats, and. Crazy, crazy land stuff. So, interesting, right? You know, it's very similar to what went on uh, during this whole thing. I don't even know what to call it. This fake, fake news uh, <laughs> pandemic that was all made up, in my opinion, and. And, uh, you know, people were losing friends over not being vaxxed or not wearing a mask or, you know, all kinds of stuff. And uh, this, I'm not sure what this is. Obviously, it's something very uh, special in this time of, of, um, of being dogmatic and absolute about anything. And then people attacking you because of your 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 experiences and your beliefs and it's just it's just wrong you know and not not drowning puppies wrong but wrong i guess it is worse than drowning well there's nothing worse than that but you know we we all get we all get um We all get to believe and do whatever we want. I mean, that's the whole point of being here, right? I mean, the, the, the number one quality of soul is freedom. This is what everybody wants deep down. And it's a very cool spiritual idea, freedom, because one of the books I read early on on my path was, I think the name was In My Soul, 
I am free. Um, and that's a very, very deep spiritual idea because as, as spiritual beings who we are, souls, these little light beams, in these bodies, uh, the truth of it is, in my experience, and I know this is true, I do it all the time, we can leave our bodies, and we do, Uh, you all do it. Uh, it's called dreaming. <laughs> right? It's called dreaming. So we leave our bodies. And and go play around uh, when the body is sleeping. And these are called dreams. And then we can learn to to go other places. And we're free to go wherever we want to go. Nobody will stop us. Uh, nobody can stop us. The only thing that stops us is the idea of um, that we can't. You know, um, that's it. So freedom is like, because this is kind of in our... I don't think soul has a DNA, but if we did, yeah, and our basic idea as spiritual beings that we are free to do whatever we want to do, um, as long as we don't mess with other people, hurt them or intrude on them, and as we've talked about, the two laws that, that matter are do all you have agreed to do and do not encroach on other persons or their property, Richard Mayberry's two laws, that he, that he kind of created. And very, very powerful stuff. As long as you do that, do what you agree to do and don't hurt people or take their stuff or get in their space or <laughs> get in their face, we get to do whatever we want. Which is why so many of us, we kind of got really put off by the whole, you know, last few years of masking and having to do this, and it's just wrong, you know, just wrong. But that's what, um, that's essentially what these people, whoever they are, the people that think they're in control, this is their whole M.O., to convince us that they can, um, that they have the um, the authority, you know, to tell us what to do, and they don't. You know, the UN Agenda Twenty One and these folks running the cities. pretty much all major cities now have been co-opted by the United Nations. I know, it's strange. I mean, Austin, Houston, pretty much all major cities. So if you don't know about, it's interesting, uh, the United Nations kind of started this Agenda 21 thing and it's just about
smart cities, smart growth, Green New Deal, defund the police, you know, um, gotta wear a mask, gotta do this, and what they do, and this is how they pull it off, is they, they go into cities and they get to the city councils and to the school boards and they give them money and this money is financed by people like Soros and Gates and all that. The United States gives the UN lots of money from our tax dollars. So we, you know, it, it's so spooky that we're, we're supporting it too by paying our taxes. Someday we'll figure out a way how not to do that. And um, so they go in and they just pay these people off. And the Congress, uh, council people, mayors, school boards, I suspect, I don't know. But if they're not stealing a lot of this money for themselves, I would be very surprised. And they just like to have a lot of money so they can do stuff. And they, in Austin, they're buying hotels and allegedly putting homeless people in these hotels. But most of them, they don't even do it. They just buy the hotels. And the homeless people don't want to live in a hotel. And the ones they do, they trash it. And um, it's just crazy land stuff. And this is like Texas. So I can only imagine what's going on in California or, or Oregon or these other, or New York, these other uh, totally blue, blue communist, socialists. I don't even know what these people are. I don't know what their, what their whole idea is, but, um, I, I, you know, this thing's not a Democrat-Republican thing because Republicans are just as bonkers as Democrats, but they tend to be not as bonkers. So if you got to, pick a party, I guess you would want to be a Republican if you have to pick it. I don't vote. I haven't voted in 20 years. I don't I don't want to participate. It's just all as my Uncle Tony used to say if voting really mattered they would make it illegal. Uh, I know it's probably not a good example of not to vote but they put in who they want and they've always have um I don't want to encourage them. I don't want to participate in it. But I, I think I threw the baby out with the bathwater when I gave in my, my voting thing. Probably should get it back, uh, which you can do, uh, but I just turned it in. Because um, you could at least you could be involved in local politics, you know, with school boards and um, your local mayor and so I should probably do that and at least do that. Don't have to do the presidential thing. So this is uh, the, I don't know how I got off on this, but this is the, the energy that's controlling the cities right now and why people are people who are awake uh, don't want this woke stuff and they're just moving, they're moving out of the cities and moving out to Dripping Springs. Um, um, Mortgage rates are going down a little bit, and so the housing markets are still very strong. Uh, 
they they really took a hit, but people need to move. They want to move, and they want us to move around. And our property values in Texas here is crazy. I mean, so many people are moving here. It's like that in Florida. Uh, Oklahoma is a very conservative state. Um, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee is a place to check out if you're looking for a place with reasonable politics. Once again, it's all you know, it's all bonkers, but you got to get the get the best one you can. You know, if you're going to live somewhere. Whenever there was a time when, when there wasn't any politics, probably never, right? Maybe even back in our cave days when we lived in caves, I, I suspect there was somebody who was one of the strong guys, the tall guys, and the strong guys with muscles. He, just, he declared himself ruler of the cave and bossed everybody around. <laughs> it appears that humans just have uh, control issues. You know, just, <laughs> we just, I don't like to tell people what to do. I don't know what that's about. I don't like telling people what to do at all. I don't know, it's just, I just, I don't, I don't like to. It just doesn't feel right. Uh, Maddie writes in, oh, I like that name, Maddie. I just heard your interview with John interesting fellow tell us more about animals or souls too you mentioned to him sounds fun it, it's just a it's just a foundation that we're uh, we have the the URLs and 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 that and then as we get uh, moving on with more work in the in the film thing and make make some money we can we'll we'll start um, this foundation and it's um Animals of Souls 2.org, nonprofit foundation. And it's just going to be uh, pretty simple, but we'll have people upload videos and tell stories. And we'll probably have lots of nice articles about how to take care of your pets, best food, and things like that. But the, with the basic message that animals, like Doodle Lion here right next to me, is a soul like you and I. No doubt about it. They just are. They may maybe don't know that they know, but they know. All animals. They know. Ants knows. Crickets know. Ticks, they know. They know something. They know that they have to eat and make baby ticks, and that's what they do. Um, they know. Somehow, uh, souls evolved to knowing that they know, and uh, that probably gets pretty geeky spiritually. I don't know exactly when that came about, but that's really the difference. Um, but their souls. I had a I had a cat that reincarnated and came back into another cat body some years ago told me 
in the dream state, which is real, told me exactly what color it was going to be and where, seriously, where it was going to be when it came back. A cat that I really had a great relationship with. Now, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, it was funny, I called a friend of mine because he said that he was going to be at, um, I'll just say his first name, where Richard's business, Richard had a, had a rainwater collection business, so I, he put in my rainwater collection and said, I'm going to be uh, at Richard Richard's business. This is what my cat told me. And so I called up Richard and uh, I said, Richard, my cat's coming back to a new cat body and he or she, I don't know which, is going to be at your place. And he, of course, thought I was crazy. And maybe it must have been about almost a year he called me up and said, well, this is crazy, but my wife rescued five or six kittens in a field outside of our home. They live in the country because the mother somehow deserted them or got killed or something. Out here in the country, you know, animals get killed because of foxes and things like that. Owls will come down and pick up animals, huge owls, um, raccoons. And he said, maybe your cat you're looking for is here. And and this is really hilarious. There was a cat that came to my, to preface this, the prequel, as they say in the movies. The prequel is a cat came to our place when we had a little business in Austin making spaghetti sauce in, I think it was 1988, and this cat just came and wanted to be our our cat. So we we took him in and we looked at him and it looked like he, uh, or it looked like it was a girl, right? Because there's nothing there. So we called the cat Rose after my grandma and the name of our salsa Rose and Salsa. So we called the cat Rose, and so the cat was a cat, and everybody loved Rose. And one day I went to the vet Rose had hurt, uh, hurt her leg doing something. So I went to the vet because I, I, it looked like it was broker. I didn't know. And Rose was on the table and I said something like, um, I, called her, I called her by her, her name and the vet said, what's his name? And I said, Rose. Well, Rose is a boy. I said, what? So he showed me that it was a neutered male. But we kept the name, but it was hilarious because Rose was really a boy, but we thought it was a girl. So Rose 
years later, came up with a huge tumor uh, in his neck, her neck. <laughs> I always think of her as a girl. And that's where they give the, the vaccines. You ever notice? Well, I don't do vaccines, but that's where they do it. They'll do it in the, the neck. So that that vaccine eventually caused a cancerous thing. And uh, just, she didn't make it. it did, the tumor did and They tried to cut it off, but it just, boom. So Rose left her body, died. And then, I think it was six months or a year later, he came back in the dream state, said, well, I'm coming back. And I'm going to be black and white. And I'm going to be at Rich's place. So catch up to the story. Went out to Rich's place. And to see... It had. I knew. I knew he was there, or she, because I mean, can't make this up, right? And I told Rose before he left, because I I'd always thought I had a real close relationship, and I talked to my animals like I talked to you, and because they understand all this. Doodles right here. She understands everything. What's going on? They do. They just do. You can talk to your dog and cat. You don't need any animal communicator. Just talk to them. And um, and I said, now, when you come back, if you want to come back, that'd be cool whenever you go. And because this is when the tumor was starting to grow. But do something to let me know that it's you so I don't pick the wrong one. Of course, black and white's pretty definite thing, right? So I go and, and this Richard and his wife had these kittens in a spare bathroom. Um, and there was, one of them was black and white. So I picked this little one up and the first thing it did was do the, um, you ever see cats when they do the making biscuits things with their front paws? That's what they call making biscuits. First thing that he did when I picked him up and rose every time you would pick him up. Still have a problem calling him or her. Pick him up. That's what he would do would be do this. Anybody picked him up. First thing he would do would do the the biscuit thing. There was one of his his trademarks. And that's the first thing this cat did. So of course brought the cat home and I was absolutely sure it was a female. It just it just was, right? Just everything about it. So I called it. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this. So I called I called this cat uh, Jasmine. And then after having the cat for about a month or so, started to grow a little testicles and just like the first time uh, mistaken her for a he. Isn't that interesting how that, that is all tied in together? So, just a little story. I've told it before, but it's a great story. So animals are souls. All animals, even fishes, bees, they're all souls. So when they die, just like you and I, they don't die they transmute to 
another body of some sort in some reality, maybe here, maybe somewhere else, we don't know. But they don't die. Uh, people have asked, do you think that animals then... Um, um, reincarnated in people, I, I I don't know. It's above my pay grade. You'll have to talk to God about that one. There's a lot, most stuff I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Some people think they kind of go up the uh, level of intelligence thing. Maybe dogs, cats, horses, dolphins, whales. Maybe they go to people. Talk to God about that one. Let you know. It's oneradionetwork.com. Sorry, the phone lines are still down uh, because they, the main one's coming in with the 800 line frozen. And Pretty excited to get back and talk to a few of you. Um, any day now, that's what they're telling me, but it's been three weeks, so it's hard to, it's hard to believe anything these days. So this is another Patrick. Let's read this. This just came in. From Mount Vernon, Georgia. I gladly donated to your re-election campaign. <laughs> Smiley face. You said any suggestions for changes were welcome. So I had some ideas. Okay, good. Let's read them. Some shows, podcasts have super chats which allow people to donate during the show in order to ask a question to a guest. I don't know how this works myself. I just see it on a show called Modern Day Debates. He would read questions or comments from those that donate a dollar or so. A dollar to question an expert is pretty good, I think. Jennifer Daniels seems to have tons of emails. Those would... Yeah, I think that's on YouTube, right? I think they do that on, they have these chats on the YouTube, and we lost, we have a YouTube channel, but it's only a small one because our main one got censored um, years ago. And we do material that we would get censored again. I put a few up there, but now they're just the, the, the lame ones. I, I don't know about the chat. Not sure about charging people to ask questions. That seems, but interesting idea. Uh, maybe a co-host on Fridays to review the week's guest, discussing the guest's views in a positive but critical way. That's a good idea. Maybe what to ask them the next time or something. I will shamelessly plug my wife, Leslie Gilbert, who is on your show. What was, really, what, what was she on? Anyone who will ask good questions, maybe even mention things you should have asked but didn't think about. Huh. Leslie Gilbert. Name sounds familiar, Patrick. Two guests at once, Darko and Robert Young, have very similar views on acid salts. However, they completely disagree on digestion and meat. It's probably hard to do, but people like a good debate. When people debate, they're looking for truth. You get more truth. Thanks for your show. 
Yeah, I mean, Robert Young is totally, you got to be alkaline, and and Darko is totally the opposite. I, I you know, be fun, I guess. Um, I mean, Darko would probably do it. Robert Young would probably do it. You know, you know the thing is, Patrick and other people that um, whatever anybody says, it doesn't matter. What Darko says, what Robert O. Young says, what Jennifer Daniels says, it's just their opinion and their experience for them. And it's fun. I guess it would be fun to hear these different ideas. But, um, yeah. Well, we're looking to getting more people on at the same time. Um, I try to get um, Chafee and um, Varys Ahmad on together because uh, they had some disagreements of something, but it never never worked out. Well, Chafee, uh, they're in different parts of the world getting the time thing and never never really came together. But yeah, maybe more two people on same time with opposing views. I'd be pretty good at at uh, Patrick at um, like hosting a debate thing because I could go in with no no preconceived ideas. I can just deal objectively. Like, well, Mister Jones, you know, Mister Smith says if you do this, well, then that happens. You agree? See, I could do that. It'd be kind of fun. Well, let's see if we get Darko and Robert Young together. I know, I bet Darko would do it. Not sure if Robert Young would do it. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's like, you talk about night and day. Ooh. Night and day, you are the one. I get this Epoch Times, you know, these people, pretty good. They're, you know, medium woke, but Big headline out this morning. Oh, this is great. CDC warns a dangerous fungal infection spreading through the U.S. at an alarming rate. Fungal infection. Made up. No such thing. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, is warning that an increasingly drug-resistant fungus that the health agency says presents a serious global health threat. That's a quote. These people don't quit. Candida auris is a rare fungal disease that is easily spread through contact with contaminated surfaces or from person to person and can cause severe illnesses and hospitalizations. That's all bogus lies. Candida is a natural phenomena in the body and uh, even all the stuff we got into years ago with Candida, overgrowth, and that's all. Don't worry about that stuff. It's all made up. But, you know, Epoch Times, you know, just like most media, they have no clue what's going on. Looks like she and Putin got together. 
they're hanging out in Moscow right now. Let's see what they say about that. Chinese leader Xi Jinping met with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin aimed at furthering the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, designs against the United States, according to analysts. Well, that's a lie. Um, uh, China and, and Russia are against the globalists, the Davos people who control the United States. So I guess, in a way, they don't like us. Um, Yeah, this is the big one. This is the, you know, if you want to talk politics a little bit, you can email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. My opinion, this is the the mother load of what's going on because um, China, my opinion and research, they, they are not happy with the World Economic Forum, with the United Nations, with NATO, because NATO wants... You know, NATO's behind. The United States is NATO. Well, the globalist is behind the United States, and the United States is behind NATO, and NATO is behind the the, the Ukraine thing um, that they they caused because all Vladimir wanted was to not have NATO in Ukraine, and he was good. But they wouldn't do it because they wanted this war. They wanted this war, in my opinion, that nobody listens to, because they wanted to steal money and cause problems and and they're just stealing all the money that we the people are sending to them. Zelensky and his family have gold fixtures in their bathroom and this is where this money ends up. And of course, Davos crowd in the UN, Agenda 21, and they want to control everything and Putin and Xi are not having it. And uh, I'm glad, you know. <clears throat> They're not having it. So this will probably be the, the big one. They were getting to a hot war. It wouldn't be pretty, but... <clears throat> Oh, this is great. Just got an email from Amazon. Check this out. Let me get some water here. Oh my goodness. Salt water. Amazon and One Medical, One Medical, are teaming up to make healthcare more convenient and membership more affordable, just $144 a year for new members. That's equivalent to $12 a month. You can get primary care for your body and mind. Oh, good. Well, that's good. I'm going to dig at that. Can you imagine what kind of care that is? Well, you got to you got to hand it to Bezos. He's He's an entrepreneur, for sure. Mm. 
I'm going to be on the Fakeologist show tonight. I think 7 o'clock. Um, okay, let me let me see if I can get you a place if you want to listen to it. He's, he's a wild guy. Um, let's see. Can you resend link, please? And at, is it 6 p.m. Central? If I knew how to type, it'd be better, yes. And Okay, okay. Might want to listen to it. He's a pretty wild guy. No telling what we're going to talk about. Um, so, enough politics. Hi, Patrick. Enjoy your show. This is from Lucretia. Hmm. Right name. If you had all the money in the world and wanted to could live wherever you wanted to live, where would you go? Thanks. Um, well, hmm, interesting. All the money in the world, where would you live? There's an article out few days ago, talking about the Texas legislature are doing a thing where they are hmm, going to give some really nice big tax breaks to uh, film companies and producers to make films here. Even more so than they, they all... all all country, all states, excuse me, uh, they have some tax breaks because they like to bring the films in there. They employ a lot of people. People go out to eat, and you know it's it's good for the economy. But they're going to do a big deal because uh, Austin uh, is really gearing up. They want to be the next Hollywood. They've built two studios in Austin. They have a very strong um, film community. The Art Link Letter not Art Linkletter, Richard Linkletter, Sandra Bullock and McConaughey and Tarantino hang out in Austin a lot. Um, some other people who's Richard Linkletter, right? So they got a, and then South by Southwest, which is a film thing and a music thing. So they have a very strong base and I think Austin is positioning themselves for, um, taking over Hollywood because Hollywood is imploding. And I don't like saying that about uh, a business that I'm going to get into and Hollywood is like the main squeeze right now. But it's, you know, it's not, they're just not making. <laughs> but a lot of the, a lot of the Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and, you know, Showtime and all those things are happening out of Hollywood. 
and that's where really a lot of the a lot of the good stuff's being done. And it actually is actual films in the theaters, and nobody knows if the theater thing is going to even make it. Uh, the only thing they're making now are these superhero things, big budget movies, and lots of those are just crashing and burning because they because they have a gay Superman, you know, or whatever. I don't know what's in the water out in California, but I, you know, and I, you know, I just I don't like criticizing anybody. It just is more just an observation. People get to do what they want to do. I'm not saying they should change, but they're crazy. I mean, this whole woke thing is just so woke. And I don't get it. I don't I I just don't know how they don't see what they're doing. Their cities are falling apart. They have homeless people pooping in the streets. They're trying to get rid of the the police everywhere you go. The crime is up. Uh, the cities are falling apart. Um, it's it's like they want to do it. They it's like they want to destroy this country. It's it's nuts. I just, it's just hard for me to understand how how they can do it. We're very uh, very blessed to have Fred Jachevsky on our show once a month. He's a good man. And it's called The Real World of Money. And it's on the first Wednesday of the month and all of his Videos are on uh, the audio, and then all the on. But he understands the monetary system, and he's going to be a good resource for us as we move forward, because uh, I don't know how deep this whole. Banking thing is going to go, but uh, we believe that this is a is an engineered, like they all are, engineered thing, and all the evidence is showing that they want to, and they are doing it, limiting the amount of insurance with all the smaller banks. I think it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And giving all the big banks, the J.P. Morgan Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, um, you know all the big guys, Wells Fargo, you know, you know all the usual suspect, the people that own and control the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, their private bank, so they create money for a living. This is what they do. You go to Wells Fargo. I want to buy a home. Okay, let me see your tech. Okay, you can do it. We'll lend you $400,000. Or here in Texas, $800,000. Or 
So you sign the application, prove your credit, work out a deal, 5%, and then Wells Fargo goes to a computer Pay attention. They go to a computer and they create five hundred or four hundred thousand dollars of dollars and they loan it to you. You pay them back eight hundred thousand dollars over thirty years. So how banks can go bankrupt they're just either stealing the money or they're just brain dead or I don't know what they're doing. They're just making bad bets or they they just are more greedy than we, I mean, if you just create the money, how could you not, how could you go to not go out of business? Well, they give themselves, you know, $100 million bonuses like Jamie Dimon. It's just a big, it's just a big um, Ponzi scheme. So, the point of this is that we believe, and if you look at Article 1, Section 10, cause, let, in the Constitution, let gold and silver be the only payment of debt. That's it. The only real money out there is gold and silver. That's it. So, whatever the banking thing is, even if it's just a blip and and fizzles out, or if it gets worse, uh, having your dollars in a bank is not the best idea. And the only way they're going to keep it going is to print more dollars. Well, print is not a good word. They create more dollars on a computer, and then they get them out into the marketplace by monetizing debt. So the Federal Reserve Bank of New York will monetize that mortgage that Wells Fargo did and they do a deal and everybody makes a little bit and and they they buy mortgage-backed securities that the banks create and they buy stuff. And all these bailouts is all new money that they create on a computer. They don't have this money sitting around. There's no such thing. So it's all made up. It's all fairy tale. So at the end of the day, regardless of what happens a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, if you hold gold and silver coins, our favorite way to hold gold because it's a private transaction and um, it's easy to store, you don't have to have a huge safe. You can, I mean, you could have $100,000 worth of coins in a shoebox or even less, depending on what you buy. And these things are going to hold their value only because they have since the beginning of time, since they were created at the mint, because there's only a certain amount of them. So this is what Fred Dashevsky does in his company, U.S. Coin Capital, U.S. Coin Capital, 800 878 I've known Fred, he's a former partner of Andrew Goss for 25 years, 30 years. He's a good man, very honest, and he knows his business. 
So whether you have a, if you have a thousand dollars or ten thousand or a hundred thousand, you should call them. Not should, but you might want to, and talk to them and say, you know, what's the deal here? What's Patrick talking about? What do, what can I do to protect myself? And we have no idea what the dollars that we hold in the bank, whether it's a thousand dollars or ten thousand, what it's going to buy a year from now because of inflation. We have no idea. And inflation is simply a result of more money in the system, which we know is baked in the cake. Because they've got to a point where the only way they're going to survive is to keep creating more dollars and getting them out there. Bailing people out, uh, forgiving the student loans, which that money will come from we the people at some point. So we're on the hook for everything. So in my opinion, the only way to protect ourselves from all this stuff is to get as much gold and silver coins, because uh, as I say, they're private, they're limited value. As the price of gold and silver go up, which they will, in our opinion, nothing's for certain, but pretty good chance, then um, you're going to be protected. You're going to have a stash that if you really ever need some cash five years from now, um, your dollars will be much, um, they'll be in trouble to try to buy the same amount of thing, things, but you'll, you'll be able to get more, much more for your gold and silver. I don't know about much, but more. And you're, so it's, it's a great way to hedge against this craziness because that's about all you can do as long as they're controlling the, the, the game. Uh, we're going to have to use dollars until we start getting into more crypto and, and uh, um, bartering and stuff like that. I guess that's all coming. So there you go. Uh, Fred, talk to him. 800-878-2646. If you know a family member who doesn't understand this, um, have to turn them on to Fred. If they've got some money that they're not sure about what to do with it, Turn them on to Fred at 800-878-2646. Fred or Donna or Roger or some of the people up there. And uh, uh, I don't think you will you can go wrong getting into real, real, real American money. They've extended the colostrum sale 20% off. If we have another week or so. So if you didn't get in on it before, it's a great product. Colostrum Promo code, oh, what is the promo code? I think it's optimized. It's the same promo code? It must be. Uh, let me check. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the promo code after this, but this is Daniel talking about colostrum. Big sale. Previously, Dr. Richard Massey talks about Sorry, colostrum. When you get certain vaccines, you get leaky gut from it. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we're all born with leaky gut, big holes in our gut, but there's no poop in there because we haven't been eating in the womb, right? And so nature's vaccination program is to get mama's colostrum, which has all the immune factors in it, right? Mm -hmm. So the gut is wide open. It's got leaks in it. So this colostrum can come through like an injection. When it does, the leaky gut closes. So that's why the colostrum we take helps uh, seal the gut. It seals the leaky gut. But people who are vaccinated 
tend to have chronic leaky gut because the gut is waiting for the real thing. So people's guts are open like, hey, where's, when is the real stuff coming in? Can the cow stuff do it? The cow stuff does it as well. Oh, it does. So you put those immune factors in with colostrum before eating meals. Mm-hmm. It goes in. It's nature's vaccination program. It closes the leaky gut. Then your autoimmune stuff goes down. Your food allergies go down. Wonderful stuff happens. Thanks, Doc. We love this product. Colostrum, lots of different sizes to choose from. It's a great product. Click and order Colostrum. Any of these are Thrival links. It's right here on OneRadioNetwork.com. And I told a fib because I didn't find the thing, but I'm going to find an eye to do something else during the commercial. I want to, I want to confirm the promo code. Oh, it may, it's probably on the, on the front page. Oh, oh, my inbox really is having a bad hair day, man. I had it here. I'm going to find it and give it to you. I'm, I'm almost sure it's the same thing. Let me see if it's on the front page of our website. Um, <clears throat> she, Sharon generally puts it up there. Optimize, yeah, cool. See, she's so good. 20% off. It's still on sale. Optimize, O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E. Optimize. Optimization, optimization optimization.com, optimize. Okay, well, there you have it. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, we're back here. We'll stay for a few more more minutes. And if you have any emails, any questions, we'll go through a few emails. uh, Just email me. Phone should be coming back any moment now. Have you looked into Kevin Sorbo's film company? He is not woke. I think his movies present healthy values. Sorbo. No, I don't know about Sorbo. Huh. I'll check him out. Thanks, Gloria. I would love to hear you interview more folks like the fakeologist gentleman. In other words, more people who are interested in real history I find immense um, peace and spiritual growth by hearing from those who are continuously learning. I'm happy and eager to be more business models, to see more business models that support your work. You are a blessing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like that too. I think it's all fascinating stuff. Um, uh, That's why we like... um, Oh, his name's escaping me. Steve Falconor. Yeah, he knows a lot about the history, but we'll find more people the history. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos. Um, the history, the real history. What were the name of those things? Um, those are the ones that got me all, all turned on to um, the lost history got me all turned on to uh, the cosmology truth thing and the earth not spinning around the sun. And they're called the lost history. You got to be careful. They're hard to find uh, on YouTube. But uh, 
those of you who are interested in this stuff, um, you got to really look around because YouTube does everything they can to not let you be able to find them easily. But if you look around, you can find find someone. I think they have 13 of them. Um, we should stream them all some weekend. We, we did that one weekend. We're going to do that again. We can do them all. And it's just fascinating. All this stuff with uh, the... The way long ago, and this is where I first learned about it, they, they, a thousand years ago, all these huge castles, huge cathedrals and big, big structures, they had to have energy to build these things. I mean, a thousand years ago, you weren't climbing up on a ladder with a, a wooden hammer. and they, So they had electricity, and they got it from the ether, spirit so they figured the whole energy thing out Tesla did the same thing and because the ether life divine spirit has got all the power we need to do anything so they figured it out and they had these things in the domes and then they had water and they stored the energy and they had these antennas so they they had energy. They, I think that's how they built the pyramids. I'm not sure exactly on the pyramids. But anyway, you see all this crazy, cool stuff. And then uh, the lost history, there was a mud flood that, that is proven and is probably what the whole uh, 40 days and 40 nights in Noah thing was where the earth was just mudded over just it rained so much it was, it was mud that there's different buildings you can look at in these and you can see the whole first store story of the building is pulled up with dirt so sometime you know the whole these tall buildings like mud went up you know 40 feet so that was probably what the whole you know the Noah thing was about there's so much history that we have no idea because, um, you know, these global eye who want you to believe that you're spinning around the sun in 66,000 miles an hour, oh yeah, and you're insignificant little pea brains and you have to go out there to see all the fascinating things in space that's where all the answers are. So we're going to go to Mars and we're going to go to Venus and we're going to go to the moon and it's all made up. Every space picture out there you see from the James Webb Telescope to Hubble to the space station, they're all computer generated. It's all Steven Spielberg. None of it is true. There's just no evidence that these things are real. And they show all these beautiful things. I see them on some Facebook pages. Isn't that fascinating? This picture... How the nebulae and, you know. Space goes up, best of our uh, understanding, maybe 75, 80 miles or so, we don't know exactly. And my research and evidence shows 
that we are on a immovable plane. We're not moving. And there's a firmament over this plane, like a dome. And we don't know how far the plane goes out. It could go out thousands of miles. Nobody knows because they they won't let us go over the ice wall in Antarctica. Can't go there. There's videos on this. They can prove it. I've seen videos where airplanes have tried to go across and they scramble the jets and they'll shoot you down if you don't turn around. And this is a whole UN operation. I mean, so much crazy stuff is going on on this earth plane that 95% of the people have no clue. And I think it's important stuff because when we when we don't understand where we've been or where we're going or who we are or where we live, and I get a lot of flack on the flat earth. I don't like that term, flat earth. I don't know what shape it is, but it's we're not round. Um, and we, we've lost some listeners on that over the years because people think I'm crazy, but I know, I know what I'm talking about, so I, I don't care. I, I think they're the they're the ones that are clueless, not me. But they think I'm crazy. We're not spinning. No evidence. Zero. I'd love to get Eric Dubay on. I'm going to keep trying. He's probably the, the all-time uh, cosmology truther. Very. He's, it's all he's done for years. He, if you can find his videos, Eric Dubay, D-U-B-A-Y. I think. He's on top of his game. Baby. So that's why I think it's important because uh, word around a campfire is that the uh, Freemasons and the Jesuits maybe 500 years ago put forth the entire heliocentric model, right? They put forth this heliocentric model that we're spinning and Copernicus and Einstein and gravity, there's no gravity. Gravity doesn't exist. Um, It's all made up. So, you know, to me, it's important because, I mean, if we don't know where we live and we're living in a fairyland and we think space is real and we think that all this stuff is real, I think it's pretty hard to figure out. Above, there's nowhere. 
trying to figure out how you can listen to the fakeology show tonight. figure it out. Well, uh, let's do a couple more emails and we'll go. Oh, we've received a few emails on this whole salt, uh, Darko Valchek idea. Have any of you tried the salt? We're doing about a, a rounded teaspoon and a quart of uh, hydrogen water, but you can just use whatever water you have, good water, distilled water, and you drink two or three quarts of this a day and my camera's going out. Let me let me put a new thing in here. Yeah, it's such a hold on a second. Such a luddite that um, we've never been able to hardwire this camera. Can you imagine in this day and age? Oh man, we went through all kinds of things to hardwire it, and it just wouldn't work. Yeah, it just wouldn't work. So we got it. We got these batteries that last about three hours. Let me change it out here. <clears throat> Get pretty good at changing now. So if you've tried the the the, uh, the salt thing, I'd, I'd really be interested in your experience with it. Shoot me an email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. If you can't do it now, I'll do it anytime. And when we come back uh, alone, alone again naturally on Friday, we'll uh, we'll read some of them. There's something to this. I, you know, it's amazing to me that. I've never taken this much salt in in my life, ever. I mean, I'm doing like, what, three, at least three rounded teaspoons a day of sea salt. It's gotta be sea salt, the good stuff. And uh, I don't know where it's all going, but I've I put on a, about um, three pounds so I think I'm just retaining, this is just my theory, I don't know for sure. I'm putting on, I think I'm retaining about three pounds worth of water. Um, so I think I'm just, 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 just better hydrated. Which is a good thing, right? It hydrates everything, your knees, your joints, uh, everything, your Everything. Pretty pretty fun. So, and folks have asked which one I'm using. 
Oh, my phone just went off mute. And here is the one that I'm using. They've got a lot of good ones out there. Make sure it's a real sea salt. Uh, the one I, I, I found on Amazon is Sal Marina, S-A-L-M-A-R-I-N-A, Sal Marino. It's in the lagoon of Cordetulian, Colima, Mexico. Looks very beautiful water there. there. Sal Malino. Sal Marina. And uh, a little pricey, but uh, uh, I, I think Celtic, Celtic, Celtic or sea salt. Uh, Jocko said that's a good one. And that's pretty readily available everywhere. So, try it. Especially if you have any kind of joint pain, stomach pain, any pain whatsoever. Um, I think if you get very hydrated, and it's hard to be hydrated without salt. And we'll talk to Dr. Jennifer Daniels about it, because uh, she's a big water person. And uh, I've had several people that she's done uh, consultations with that she's recommended they do a lot more salt. So I know I know she'll vibe with this, but um, why not? So try it. Let me know how you do. How you do, baby? Um. Hmm. Uh, have you heard of Kiyu? Oh yeah, Quintown. Quintown. I don't know how you pronounce it. Quintown water. It's clean seawater and glass ampules mixed with spring water, but it supports a lot of what Barco Tech talks about. Yeah, I mean that's that's been around for about twenty years. Actually, it's very expensive. I think it's all marketing, in my opinion. Um, you could do. Why do that? Just do the sea salt. I don't think they put in glass and I mean I think you get everything I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with it but that's all I know about it uh, you don't take sea salt and sulfur at the same time do you yes I make hydrogen water in the morning. I put in the salt and I put in the sulfur and poof. sometimes I put a little lemon in there. Sure, it's fine. Just get it down, just get it down in there. Yeah, I, I you know, this sulfur, we've been taking it for how long now? Probably 10 years. I don't know exactly what it does, but my hair and my skin look great and uh, feel great. My fingernails are just hard as a rock. And uh, But sulfur, the sulfur guy, when he was around, used to talk about hair, skin, and nails. And, and we know that sulfur helps the body to detoxify and get, get uh, toxic metals out, brings the oxygen, and uh, really helps with the to balance out the glyphosate stuff that messes up the sulfur cycle with Stephanie Seneff. 
we need to get her back on. So I take it, and it's inexpensive, and I do, you know, a couple teaspoons twice a day. And so for me, as long as things are working and I'm, you know, happy and This is somebody I was emailing. Oh, this is funny. He says, thanks for your suggestions. Amazingly, just like you suggest, it is my right knee that has been bothering me ever since last May when I asked Dana if she wanted to get back together. She said, maybe. And since then, I've been thinking, do I really want to do this? And that's so funny because I picked this up from Adam Bergstrom. I didn't pick up cooties or virus from him. Uh, Adam says that when your knee is hurting, you need to make a decision that you haven't made. And the right knee is, of course, the female knee. So he told me about his knee, and I said, well, what, what, what knee is the right knee? And he said, the right knee. And I said, well, you just need to make a decision. You need to make a decision about a girl. So he wrote back and said, yeah. He said that, I can't believe he said it. He said, amazingly, I've been, and do I really need to do this with this woman that I want to get back with? It's, huh. I mean, isn't that cool? Adam would be on tomorrow. This is the kind of stuff he talks about. As far as hydrogen, the issue is that I live in a motor home off-grid most of the time, so I need to figure out power consumption required portability. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I have a little tool that I've mentioned to him. I'm gonna plug in and tell him, but it must be very, very, very low. Um, I just leave mine on. I'm always making hydrogen in the water and breathing it. I just leave it on. I I can't imagine. It's a f- fraction of a <laughs> whatever it is. Glad you mentioned the donation. I will donate subscription today. I really should have done it before because I've listened to your show for many years. Yeah, why not? It's a few dollars. If you can afford it, let's just share with each other all we can. You know, share the dollars, share the information, share the wealth. It's just energy, right? Don't, not just for me, but in general, um, uh, don't hold on to the energy you have. Use it. You know, buy gold, buy silver, uh, invest in your business, uh, donate to people that you care about, you've got extra. Improve your living conditions, improve your way of getting food, put food away. Um, sitting in the bank is doing nothing but stagnating, just sitting there, losing money because of inflation. So move it around. Keep it moving. You'd be surprised. It, it happens to a lot of people. And I, I get it, because I used to do it, uh, is that we we don't think we have enough of something, so we hold on to what we have, and it stops the flow. So even if it's a little bit, just keep the flow going, and then the flow keeps coming in the other end. If you stop it on one end, and you get to be like a, 
a tight bum with your money, it, it stops. No more comes in. So keep it flowing. Help people, generate people, do things for yourself. Invest in things that you believe in. Help your business grow. Whatever you want to do. Buy your kids new kids new clothes, and you'll you'll see it'll keep coming into to refill what you've just used because that's just the way God works. It always fills up a vacuum. Nothing fills quicker than a vacuum. If you don't have a vacuum, you can't get more in there. And the only way to get a vacuum is to take some energy out, use it, spend the money. You know what I mean? It's a spiritual law. Nothing feels quicker than a vacuum. I love this story about Frank Sinatra. Uh, back in the day, he was one of my he was one of my heroes. I mean, this music, and I just think he was a class act. And he, the story was that he would carry around a hundred. Well, was a true story because because um, I asked him about it. He would carry around a little roll of hundred dollar bills. So this was in the seventies, right? In the 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, $100 bills, a lot of money. Well, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, a lot of money. And he would carry hundreds, and he would give uh, hundreds to a maitre d' or cabbies or uh, wait, waitress, you know, waiters, waitresses, $100. Huge. It's like some people would change their life, you know, that kind of money was probably like 1000 you know, 50 years ago what a hundred would buy. And and he was asked about it on some, some show, and he said, well, baby, that's got to keep it moving. And he, he knew that. He just kept it moving, and he would always make more money. He would always make more hundreds. Of course, it's easy to say when you're rich and famous, but you don't have to do a hundred. Do the same thing with a dollar. It's just, it's just the idea of keeping it moving. Yeah, and if you don't think that... Um, the dollar loses value, and while we pitch U.S. Coin Capital, my friend Fred, a lot, and gold and silver. When I get when I got out of the service, which was in 1969, discharged from the Navy, 1969, right? And I really wanted to buy a a car, and I just. I just wanted to have a car. Because the only thing I had before was like a 52 Chevy that my brother owned and me. Um, so I got a job at a radio station and I think I, it was $125 a week, which was like phew, a lot of money back then, 69, a lot of money. job at a radio station because I was on Armed Forces Radio so I had a tape I got out and got a job and it was about 50 miles from St. Louis and so I lived at home at the beginning and drove drove there so I needed a good car so I bought a 1969 Austin Healey Sprite I wish I had a picture of it now it was the coolest car ever 
a yellow convertible. I mean, it was cool. I mean, it's a sports car, $2,400. I think my car payments was 45 or a month. Yeah, I know. And not only would that car be worth, I don't know, if that car was just, you could have put that thing in the garage on blocks and and not moved it for, yeah, it's not going to happen, but for 50 years, and you could probably get $50,000 for it today. But the point is, on the money thing, so the dollar has lost that much buying power in, what, 50 years? 79, 89, 99, 2009, 2009. 55 years, the dollar's lost that much buying power. Now cars are what, 60, 70, 80,000? I don't know how much they are. I haven't bought a new car in a long time. 2,400 hours for a sports car. So it's not the cars have gone up in value. The dollar buys less. That's it. Buys less. And this is going to happen 10 years from now or five years from now, when you say, man, remember when we used to buy a cup of coffee for $4 and they're $15 now? And if you don't think that's going to happen, well, you're just not paying attention. Or cars or homes. Because it's going to. Unless they crash and burn the whole thing and just do the digital currency. But even then, those are going to be uh, made up and you're going to have to spend more and more, you know, central bank digital currencies because they're going to print even more. So, uh, you know, gold and silver is going to be, so check it out. Talk to Fred, 800-878-2646. I'm getting a lot of plugs lately because this is not just to help Fred, Fred's company, which I want to do because he's a friend, but um, this will help you. You know, I know it seems a little thing like gold and silver. Really? Do I want to? You do. You'll be happy. You'll write me a letter someday and say, man, so glad I brought that. From Linda, have you looked into any of the presidential sex slaves like Bryce Taylor? She wrote, thanks for the memories. I've had not nice things to say about Sinatra. She had not nice things to say, especially Bob Hope. Please look into, no, I'm not going to look into it. Most of it's gossip, most of it rumors, and I don't care. Why would I care about that? Why would you care about that? You know, whatever. Okay, so I'm going to go now, and I will see you um, tomorrow with Adam Bergstrom 2.0. He's on the, the first Wednesday, first Monday, and the third Wednesday. That'll be the morrow. And then we're going to do a thing on agriculture 
after Adam. And um, I'll see you later. I love you all. Thank you for your support. You've just been amazing. Amazing. So we have uh, three sales going on. We have colostrum, 20%, promo code OPTIMIZE. We have Shen Blossom, great company. Oh, I'm going to get some of that blood purifier today. Darko talks a lot about you know the blood being toxic with the chemicals and stuff, and that uh, this is what helped the this is what the salt helps. I'm going to get some of that. He's got a great blood purifier on Shen Blossom. Let me let me let me find that for you so you can get some. Yeah, if you really understand the blood purification thing, it's pretty cool. I'm going to get the name of this for you. And we can go on together and buy this. So if you go on search for in a search function on Shen Blossom, go through our website and we'll get a commission. We're going to go blood purifier. Oh, here it is. I'm going to leave this up and I'm going to order right when I get off the air. It's called Aka Hinoki, A-K-A-H-I-N-O-K-I, blood purifier detoxification. It's a potent blood purifier that supports total body detox. If you get the little blood thing happening like the salt and the water does forming, you know, blood plasma, So let me get you a description so you can get this today with me. Um, Tree resins have long been used in traditional and folk medicines in Ayurveda, ancient Egyptian healing, and traditional Chinese medicine. Tree resin is not the same as sap, which is more watery and does not have the thick, tacky consistency of resin. (laughs) Resin which is sometimes also called pitch or tree pitch. You've heard of tree pitch, right? Is a natural secretion that um, trees produce as they age that protects the tree against infections and pests. Really? Akahinoki is a combination of tree resins that act as a potent blood purifier. It detoxifies the blood, glands, and tissues of the body more powerful than any of our other formulas to date. Wow, little bottle, you just do a few drops, like six, seven drops uh, at a time. You don't do too many. Produces nitric acid, <sighs> guys. That's a good thing for south of the border. It gives you a special oversized pipette as it is important that you do not store the pipette in the bottle because the potency of the tree resins will degrade the rubber components of the pipette. That's pretty cool. He also has a thing called Mountain Detox, which I think I'm going to get one of those. Thanks to your support, I have a few few bucks I can do that. Yeah, boy, we keep this body happening, right? 
detoxification. And everybody's happy. So, let's get that today. Okay, kids. I'm out of here now. See you tomorrow with Adam Bergstrom. I love you all very much. Let me know if I can help with anything. My email is patrick at one radio network dot com. Thanks. May the blessings be. Take care. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radio network dot com. <laughs>